right, and welcome to the Heavy Revy Show. I am your host, Josue Ibarra, and we are today's segment, Wednesday's Word from the Wise. Super pumped today because we got Clyde Elliott on the mic with us. Clyde, say what's up. Hello, how you doing? How you doing? Clyde, man, it's an honor to have you here, man. Uh, you know, so, uh, the moment I saw people start posting about this guy who's knocked out this other dude, I'm like, what the heck is this? Let me check this out, man. A Karis alumni or a Karis student, this is kind of cool, man. Let me see what this is. Oh, this is boxing, okay? All right, this is cool, man. And uh, ever since I saw it, I was like, man, I got I want, I want him on my podcast. Man. I, want, I want to hear his story and just, you know, your journey out here and just your journey to, uh, you know, starting your debut off with a bang, man. Amen, amen. It's a pleasure to be here, bro. I really appreciate you having me out. Yeah, absolutely. And he brought donuts from the Donut Mill. I got a shout out Donut Mill. Donut (laughs) Mill, y'all are bad, man. That's some good, good donut, okay? Uh, also, shout out to French Press Coffee because, man, that's how you drink it black. That's the only way it's good. Yes, sir. But, um, Clyde, man, t- tell us uh, just the beginning of your journey coming out here to Karis Bible College. Uh, first, first, honestly, I was in El Paso, Texas, and I wanted to go to a, uh, a seminary school by the name of Howard Payne. Howard Payne had turned into a, pretty much an elementary school by the time I went to go and find out some paperwork. Okay. That kind of fell through, went to culinary school, went after culinary school, came out here. Uh, I was going to go to Nazarene Bible College in that same okay. year. Nazarene sold their whole campus. And wow. I, I knew for this step in my life, I needed hands-on. I needed to be in the classroom. Yeah. Uh, good old Google pulled <laughs> up Andrew and uh, Karis Bible College. And at the time, I was attending UCCS as a sociology major. Wow, okay. Driving about the same distance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got the word CQ first, so okay. that's what I did. And I started I started my my. My time here at Cares. That's a culinary class, man. That's kind of sweet, yeah, man. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Wow. Got to get it, man. Got to. What's get what's it. your favorite dish that you like? You know, just making, man. I'd have to say chicken or shrimp Alfredo. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Keeping them nice and cheesy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And so, man, you heard the call from the Lord, and uh, wow. First off, you know, you go to Nazarene school and it shuts down on you. It's like so. This is all meant to be for you. Absolutely. Come out here to Cares, man. That's absolutely. Phenomenal. Man. What's some of the biggest things you got out of it? Uh, from my first so year, just um, how how God looks at us, that mm-hmm. he doesn't look down upon us. He looks just like I look at my son or my daughter. He looks right to, to the left or the right. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems really simple, but it's something that really uh, it raised a fire in me and it just made me feel, I, I got a sense of pride. I, I started to understand who I was in Christ wow. that first year. And yeah. once you realize who you are in Christ and what you can do through him, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing. So I have to say that's my biggest takeaway from, from wow. first year. Second year, we're still digesting a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. So um, in the past, was that like an issue or anything like that? Just, you know, the, your identity in Christ or just knowing different things like that? Is that why it impacted you so much? Or I believe so. I think uh, I went from Episcopalian, Church of God in Christ, Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. I went all the way around and not to say anything about any place where I was located before, but I learned to, to do the, I learned the wrong way mm-hmm. before I learned the right way. Okay. And uh, when I got to Karis, Andrew and Barry and, and Greg started to really break down some barriers. Wow. And uh, really, really learned some strong foundational teaching. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. That's powerful. All right. And so uh, the obvious question, man, is, man, your your life is being changed. Your life, you're getting on fire for the Lord. And it's awesome. Amen. Uh, what, what led you to boxing, man? Boxing. Uh, like I told you before, I was, uh, when I first moved here, I got a, uh, I was a general manager for Wendy's Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. And uh, WBC champ Lightning Lonnie Smith came in just getting some food, and he stopped me, and he asked, uh, do you ever box? And I said, no. Would you like to try? That night, I was in his basement working on the mitts and just 
I'm, I'm with a WBC champ. I'm like, cool, I'll try anything, you yeah, know? Yeah, And um, from there, he, he had a lot of things going on out of state. And sure. from there, I linked up with uh, Hustle Hard Boxing with uh, Carlos or Charles Abrera. And uh, it's been it's been off to the moon since then. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. First off, just for people to acknowledge uh, just the talent and just see it right there and there. I mean, uh, Scripture tells us that we have favor with God and with man. And uh, that's so cool that this uh, – say his name again, man. That was a lot for me. Uh, Lightning Lonnie Smith. He was a WBC champ in 1986. He lost wow. uh, Cesar Chavez. Wow, yeah, okay. So if you Google that, it was, a, it was a tough fight for him. But, you know, to make it there. Yeah. To even get in the ring. With Cesar Chavez, man? You're right. <laughs> it takes a lot. So he, was, he, he, he sparked it. He sparked it all for me. And wow. kind of just been really moving since then. And in this sport, sometimes you go from – it's not encouraged to go from gym to gym, but you got to do what's best for you sometimes. Yeah, okay. And uh, that's kind of what I did. Wow, man, that's, that's that's powerful because, again, he spotted that favor, and he saw the favor on you, and Absolutely. he just asked you, and that same night, man, you guys are hitting the mitts, man. Hitting that's the cool. mitts, yeah, teaching, <laughs> teaching me the basics, so. Okay. Yeah, it was a great, great, great experience. And, and so it's taken off ever since. Taken off ever so, since. So uh, you did your debut, well, uh, when was it? A couple, couple it was about Fridays ago? A couple Fridays ago, I want to say October 11th. Uh, yeah, okay. October 11th. We, okay. we had our debut against uh, Justin Vishaw, which awesome guy. Uh, we still, okay. we talk to this day. Awesome, okay. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, you always wonder, it's like, man, like, um, is it like the movies, man, where they're like, for real, they just hate each other? Or like... Is you know, there's just still respect in the game. There's there's so much respect and so much love, man. Uh, I mean, of course you have some of your rivalries and things of that sure. nature, but uh, at this time in boxing, man, we're losing so many people in this boxing community. Uh, the people dying in the ring. Wow. So to be a warrior and get in there and do what you do. Yeah. I don't have any after I get rid of all the endorphins and all that sweat. I don't have nothing but love to give after that. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's and, awesome, and, and Justin was a great guy, just a, a, a great opponent. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I just look forward to, to carrying myself like that. Yeah. I know that's that's what, what God wants, so. Awesome, man. Yeah. How do you see yourself as, a, you know, in boxing, do you see yourself as uh, being an influence for people for Christ, or is it just more of this is just something that, man, I love doing, like it's a passion? I see it as a platform to make people scratch their heads about Christ no matter where they're at in their walk. So more than getting in the ring, more than boxing, I have a love. First and foremost, my love is for the Father. Yeah. And anything I do, I do unto him. So, Come on. Uh, yeah, it's just I use it as a platform because getting into that community, uh, the community is rough, man. So getting into that community, you see, you see a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I see a need with the kids. I see a need with even some of the older people. And if I can go in that community and be a light, you know, it's kind of a trade-off. I'm learning from them, and they're learning from me. Mm. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that's a positive impact on the boxing community. So that's more than anything, to just spread that love of Christ yeah. in, a, in a rougher community. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, you know, so in this sport, has it you know shown you some revelations or some uh, big takeaways in your spiritual walk? I know for myself, for example. Um, in high school, I played football. In junior high and high school, I played football. And uh, I was an offensive lineman. And I loved it, man. I did good. You know, uh, they, would, they would throw my name. Sometimes they t- mistype it, but it's okay. Uh, on newspapers <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, man, this is cool. This is a lot of fun, man. I, I'm enjoying it. But uh, the thing is, as a lineman, you don't really get much credit. You know what I mean? It's mainly the running backs, the quarterbacks, and who all of them who are getting a lot of the glory and honor. Right. Whereas a lineman, you know, you just got to do the dirty job and you got to you know, just make the block. Um, for me, what that's taught me a lot is 
just being humble that mm-hmm. it's not about me. It's about the, the overall winning of the team. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't matter if you have a lot of good stats. If your team loses, you're still lost at the end of the day. Right. And so for me, in my spiritual walk with, with football, what it's helped me uh, do more is just be more humble. It's like, man, it's not about me. You know right. what I mean? It's just about the team. So even when I do like my podcast, when I minister, when I have different people around me, it's like, it's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God. It's just about advancing this. So if I have to make a block and make a hole for somebody so they can run it and look good, yeah. hey, I'll do it. Because, again, it's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And so for you in boxing, what uh, principle or something like that have you pulled from that? Let's just just let's just let's pull it back. I played quarterback in high school, so I got to give a big shout-out to O-line, <laughs> man. Because without O-line, you'll be crushed to pieces. Yeah. But uh, a big takeaway is kind of the same thing. You're able to to get on this platform and just show the love of Christ and, and, and show what he does for you. Uh, starting off so late in the game, I'm fighting against some guys that have been fighting since 9, 10 years old. Experience, ring experience, ring IQ that's superb. So uh, just allowing them to know where I started and then also letting them know, like, I need, I need my father's help mm. every moment that I'm in here. Yeah. It's not about me. You know, it's yeah. not about, it's not about, I'm I'm just the vessel. I'm just, he's using me. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd have to say that's one of the biggest takeaways, kind of like what you said. It's not about you. It's, it's, it's for advancing the kingdom for yeah. me as far as, uh, because we're our own team in boxing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's one of the major things, just being able to be that light in that community. Like I said before, like just really going forth because, at the end of the day, a lot of people are beating on their chest, jumping on the ropes, and that's mm-hmm. not what I want to do. That's not yeah. what you'll ever see me doing the ring, yeah. uh, win, lose, or draw. You'll never see – I like to say win, win, or win. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll never – you'll always see a humble fighter. You'll always see a humble man of God because mm-hmm. we have to be that light, which means we also got to be that example at all times. Yeah. Uh, from the moment we walk in the arena to the time we walk out, even throughout all our training and everything, man, just – really being a light and people seeing that and starting to scratch their heads. Like even to my team name, uh, a lot of people wonder like, why didn't you do team Ellie or some cool nickname? And it's like, it's not about me. Mm. And I struggled with that very early on. Yeah. Wanting to have a cool name and a, this cool uniform that glorified myself and this walking out to this music that glorified myself, but that's not what it was about. Mm. And you know, we got to do all things. We can't have these gray areas right. where we're going to do this for Christ and then we're not going to do that for mm. Christ. I'm doing all things. When it comes to this boxing game, I'm doing the, in life as I continue to work on it. But in the boxing arena, I'm doing all things unto God. Yeah, that's powerful, man. And so it's a team salvation, right? That's team salvation team? all day, baby. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah, man. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Absolutely. Uh, Carrie Pickett actually gave a word a week before my fight. Uh-huh. And uh, she was talking about being anxious, being nervous. And just, I always tell people, uh, Carrie Pickett knocked me out a week before my fight. <laughs> she gave me that word. Uh, it was just self-centeredness. Wow. And after that word, that's when the uniform changed. That's when the music changed. Because in my mind, I was doing it under Christ. But my flesh was still, I was still yeah, having yeah. those flesh flashes. Wow. And after I got that knocked down from Miss Pickett, <laughs> you know, uh, we really went forward. And, and, and God showed up that night. And, and I know he'll show up every other night and every yeah. other training day Come from on. here on out. 
That's powerful, man. First, just that you were willing to humble yourself and the fact that, you know, Kerry knocked you out. But knocked me here, out cold. Here, here's the thing, though. Like, you know, the Bible tells us a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up each time. Amen. You know what I mean? So even if that was a kind of a, a knockdown of like, oh, man, my pride in this sense, you know, you're a righteous man. So even though that was a knockdown, you still st- stood up. Stood you still up. were back up and you're still stood back up. at it. And stood you Stood up faster. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Stood up faster and strong. And so it's like. That's powerful, man. That's right. awesome. Right. I mean, most some people could take that and just like, ooh, like. <laughs> well, I look at it in this sense: uh, when you spar, you always want to spar up. You never want to spar down because when you get in the fight, mm-hmm. if you've been sparring down and beating up on people, that guy that you're fighting may be a little bit better. Mm. So sparring up. Um, when and sparring up, the concept is more like uh, playing with someone who's good, right? Or, everybody that I spar is either a pro, world class athlete. I see. I see. I probably. Three weeks before my fight, I was probably knocked out about four or five times, just being honest. Uh, okay. By some by some world-class athletes. Okay. So I kind of took that concept with the whole Kerry Pickett thing because when you get when you get knocked down, when you get back up, mm-hmm. your confidence is there. Mm. You're ready. You're yeah. ready to go against a killer, man. <laughs> you know? And um, kind of like when I got knocked down, when I, when I, I don't want to say spiritually knocked down, but when I was humbled, yeah. when I got back up, I had a different type of confidence. Because I was doing everything unto God, God. without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Even up until the fight, I spoke in tongues probably an hour and a half before <laughs> the fight. Which actually helped with the nerves. It suppressed mm. it. Wow. Uh, I feel like the fear and the anxiety tremble yeah. when you begin to speak in that unknown language. Man. So, yeah. That's beautiful, bro. Yeah. Man. Come on. And then it actually did help. I mean, it helped in other aspects because some other fighters were looking yeah. wondering and then after the fight you just start getting messages and emails and <laughs> you know and i said okay that's exactly what i wanted to that's what i wanted from this yeah you know i, I friends that came from Karis, they say hey we were able to minister to people while we were out in the crowd and i said that's that's wow. my team because Come team on. salvation is- it's all of us it's everybody <laughs> that supports me and comes out with me yeah that's team salvation team salvation just isn't me this one man team salvation we go out there as an army almost to go yeah. to go and pull people back Bring yeah. people back home, you know? Yeah. Man, I, I see a, man, just a switch. You know, what we talk about at school, about the seven mountains of influence and entertainment, you know, all these different things. I see a switch coming along. I mean, we just saw Kanye drop his, you know, Jesus is, right, Jesus right. is Lord, you know, right. album. And it's like, <laughs> man, that's so cool. And just the thought of, you know, having the, the opportunity to witness and minister to people after a boxing match most people don't think like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, in religious sense, you know, you think, ah, all my ministry has to be inside of a church, which is wrong. Right. You know, God didn't call us to be inside the four walls. He t- called us to go out of them. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, just that right there, just that spark of influence, just that spark of, you know, getting team salvation in the ring and out of the ring to be a witness to God is powerful, man. Absolutely. I love what you're doing, Absolutely. bro. That's cool, man. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, seriously. God. Like God's going to keep doing some great, great things in you and through you, man. It's, Amen. I see it. It's excited, bro. Amen. Seriously. Me as well. I see uh, on Instagram you uh, always uh, will put like a hashtag fighting for my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit uh, before. Uh, can you kind of explain just for the audience, man? What what, what does that mean? So uh, I always I always put hashtag fight to be a father. Uh, yeah. Hashtag AZ. Uh, a lot of dads are just dealing with. Uh, we're all not bad. Sometimes we get in situations, <laughs> and just to be frank, man, sometimes we we move on our own. We push relationships on our own, and we, we weren't led by the father to do these things. So they mm-hmm. put us in put us in a little bit of a pickle at the end of the day. Yeah, and. Uh, not to get too deep into it, but I'm told through prophetic 
vision and dreams that my son is to be kept away from me. And we know that's not from God. Yeah. So, um, with these ticket sales that I'm doing, I get 25% of all ticket sales because Colorado is one of the only places that offer pro-am fights. Okay. So I get 25% of all ticket sales. Those, those, that money that comes from my ticket sales goes to help for lawyer fees and things of that nature. Okay. I mean, unfortunately, uh, I am going through a divorce and, uh, you know, we took the steps. I, I at least took the steps to, to try to restore and go for restoration and they didn't yeah. work out. And yeah. at this point, my main focus is, uh, restoring any lost time I've had with my son. And okay. uh, I think sometimes learning to not be emotionally led, yeah, uh, fussing and fighting on the phone and carrying on, things of that nature, yeah. I'm just kind of fighting in the right way. Yeah. Uh, I'm fighting in a way to help me to fund what I need help with. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, just using it as a platform. So I just, when you see me say fight to be a father, everything that I do, uh, which really prompted what really prompted me to start taking fights and started yeah. getting paid was I needed that income yeah. to fight to be a father in the courtroom. Mm. So, uh, yeah, my, my son's 18 months, 19 months old now. Okay. Uh, Azariah Eden Cush Elliott. And, uh, yeah, man, so just fighting to be a father the right way. Uh, yeah. Fighting to be a father on my knees, praying mm. to the father, praying for to to change her mindset. Uh, yeah to change my mindset, my behaviors, her behaviors, and yeah. just to uh, to comfort and, 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 and keep my son in the midst of the nonsense. Yeah. So when you ever, whenever you see, that's that's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. And uh, actually when I fought Justin Bishaw on my, on my debut, he walked out with all of his kids. Wow. Which, which touched me. It yeah. fired me up before the fight. Yeah, But yeah. it touched me, mm. you know, and that's one of the things that kind of we connected on. Wow. Uh, because that, that dude, you can tell he's a great father and he's all about his kids, man. So That's awesome. Yeah, man. yeah. He was definitely, to me, he was the winner in my book, huh. you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's beautiful, man. Uh, before we, we continue on, I just, is it all right if I just pray, man, over this situation Absolutely. with you? Absolutely. Uh, man, if you guys are listening, if you guys would just agree with us in prayer and just agree with me. But, man, Father God, I thank you that, uh, man, Elliot, you love the snot out of him, Father God, that you called him and chose him for such a time as this, Father. Um, and Lord, I thank you that Clyde is just blessed and that, you know, Lord, what you are doing is good. You're going to bring uh, whatever the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for good. Father, I thank you, Lord, just for the restoration. I thank you, Lord, for, uh, the reunion of uh, Clyde and his son. I thank you, Father, that, uh, you are just giving peace in the situation, Lord, that mindsets are being changed, Lord, that, uh, just peace is being brought about. And I thank you, Father God, just for your confirming word to come through, Father God. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. For absolutely. Sure. Now, um, one thing I always ask uh, people on my podcast um, is, what is one thing you failed at and what have you learned from it? Um, and I ask this, and let me, let me just uh, paint the picture why I do this. So um, Fridays, I, I do uh, three segments, guys. If you guys are new to the, the podcast, I do a Monday message where I just share my heart, uh, just what the Lord's given me. Um, I'll do a Wednesday's Word from the Wise, which we're doing right now. And I mm -hmm. like love having guests and hearing from them and just hearing their what I call heavy revies, you know, their big revelations. And, and then lastly, on Fridays, I do a Failing Forward Friday, where every Friday I'll kind of go on Facebook Live and just admit to a failure that I failed at. Mm -hmm. reason I do that is because I think a lot of people will use failure as an excuse to quit. Mm -hmm. 
failure as an excuse to, I can't do what God's called me to do. Ah, oh, man, I'm worthless. Or, man, God probably wants nothing to do with me. And at the end of the day, that's not true. You know, right. God loves you. He cares about you. And so, for me, I want people to hear from, obviously, my failures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want people to hear my guests because I feel uh, God is bringing quality people on the podcast and just Absolutely. people who are awesome, you know, like yourself. That Amen. just, man, you guys are going after it. It does not matter. You know, just obstacles that are in front of you, you are still going after it. And that, that's faith, man. I love mm-hmm. that. And so with that, I want people to know, though, it's like even though we're we're all on this journey, we're all going after it. So uh, that doesn't mean none of us are perfect. Right. So we may miss it, and but, hey, we grow from it and we learn from it and uh, man, we get stronger from it. Absolutely. So, what is one thing that you failed at, and how have you grown from it? One thing that I will say that I failed at is being a husband, um, which is kind of a hard pill to swallow, but, you know, I've been chewing on that thing for a while. I yeah. say that because, once again, once I started learning these strong foundational things, uh, I realized that I was supposed to have a vision. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be written out. I was supposed to have a plan. There were a lot of things that should have been in order before I got down on one knee and proposed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now I know those things. I always say something like, I could write a book yeah. on on being a husband mm-hmm. and, and where you want to be. Because although my heart was there, my foundation in Christ was not strong where it should have been. Yeah. Uh, at the time when I proposed, I was not ready to lead my house. I was not ready to mm-hmm. lead a family. I mean, unfortunately, through trial and error and some really, really hard times, yeah. uh, sometimes we learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that opportunity comes again, because most men will be bitter and say, oh, I never want to be married again yeah. and things of that nature. That's not me. I know that I'm an awesome father and I know that I'll be uh, in the future an even better husband uh, because I've, I've learned from these things and my foundation is strong yeah. and I am ready to lead my household like never before. Yeah. So if I had to say something that I failed at, it was being a husband and just proposing too early and just yeah. honestly, yeah, just yeah. not not being ready. Not being ready, not having that intimate time with the father before I was seeking out other intimate time and other places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I needed to just get down on my knees <laughs> and be with the father more. And yeah. um, just through a lot of trial and error, that's kind of where I've grown from it. So when wow. that time comes, I have so many more tools in my box Yeah, yeah. going forth with being a husband. I, I, I almost look forward to it, but at the same time, I just take my time and just spending time with the Lord. Awesome, man. That's yeah. exciting, man. That's Absolutely. Really cool. Just first off, thank you for being vulnerable and just sharing that, man. That's, Always. You know, that that's powerful, man. And I just, you know, I appreciate your heart, man. Just yep. that you're, you're willing to grow and you're, you're doing it, man. You're yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you just want to say to encourage people and just, <coughs> you know, uplift them? Man, like I, like I, like I always say, no matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, when you understand the love of the Father, it's amazing. I don't care. Uh, I think sometimes people forget. They say it because it sounds good. Mm-hmm. But can you go into a prison and love a child molester? Can you go into a prison and love on a murderer? Can you go into, can you can you love somebody on the side of the street that smells like alcohol? Like, you yeah. know, can you love somebody through those fleshly things that are just kind of like outwardly that they're going through. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the one of the major things that I, I, I just kind of want to always put out there. Like no matter where you're at in your walk. Yeah. If even if you're still drinking milk and you're not on the meat yet, <laughs> you know, uh, the father's there. He's he'll he'll meet you right there. And I think that's one of the most powerful things because. Wow. Even if you just take that first step, he's got you, man. He's yeah. got you no matter what. 
no matter what you even sometimes we're our worst critic yeah and uh that comes with work and sports and everything else so yeah. imagine how bad we beat ourselves up spiritually right you right. know and if and, and once we learn about just our spirit man just being perfect there ain't nothing you can do to, to tighten that man up, you know? Right, right. And you start to see yourself how God sees you and see other oh. people how God sees you. That's when it starts to just get, that's, that's <laughs> that fire I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it's a, it's a, it's almost like a high, man, <laughs> but, but you never come down from it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I had to say that's one of the major things I always like to share. Man. That's good, man. Guys, man, what Clyde just shared with us, man, I, I encourage you and I pray that you just meditate on that and ask the Lord to reveal it to yourself so it's real to you. Because remember, you cannot grow past your own revelation. Right. Clyde, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a pleasure, man. And I hope you can come out Friday. Yes, yes. Uh, make the announcement, man. So this Friday, it will be myself, Clyde Elliott, versus uh, Alonzo Bermudez, uh, November 1st, starting at 7 o'clock. I'll be going to, uh, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak 2-0. and o. Okay. We're, we're looking for a knockout in the first round, so okay. we're going at it. Awesome. Let's yeah. let's do it. So, Team Salvation, I hope you guys are going to be out there and go out there. I'm going to do my best to be out there. Uh, man, it's going to be awesome, man. I think Absolutely. it's going to be sweet, bro. Absolutely. Get at me for tickets, man. See myself. Uh, I'll put all the uh, information on the show notes below, guys. You guys can uh, click on there and find information to get in contact with Clyde to get them tickets. I'll see you guys Friday. All, all right. right. God bless. Thank you. Peace. Friends and family, thank you for viewing this message. We hope this episode has inspired you. Please share it for others to hear. Remember, we are now on iTunes Podcast and Spotify, so check us out. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.